Okay, hello everyone and welcome to Actus Radio, the nation's only radio program dedicated to the clinical documentation improvement profession. Actus Radio is a bi-weekly program dedicated to bring you closer to the difference makers in CDI and sharing the latest news and information relevant to the CDI profession and Actus. Today, Wednesday, March 13, marks our 118th program. Actually, before I get started, I want to remind all of our loyal listeners that Actus Radio is now a full-fledged podcast. So if you can't listen live, you can subscribe to the podcast version via Apple Podcasts and listen on the go. Great other option for you now. So my name is Brian Murphy, Director of Actus Association of Clinical Documentation Improvement Specialists, and I'm your host for today's program, Does CDI Improve Patient Care? I'm joined today with my familiar co-host at left, Laurie Prescott. Uh, Laurie is the CDI Education Director for us here at Actus in Middleton, Mass. Uh, she's the developer and lead instructor for the Actus Bootcamp line and a subject matter expert. By way of background, she's a former CDI manager and a nursing manager with experience in med surge, ICU, PACU, and endoscopy. And I'm thrilled to have her back on the show. So welcome, Laurie. Thanks, Brian. Glad to be here. Absolutely. Okay, next I'd like to introduce our industry guest at Wright. We have with us today James Fee, uh, MD, CCS, and CCDS. Uh, Dr. Fee is CEO at Enjoin in Eads, Tennessee. Uh, by, by way of background, he is board certified in internal medicine and pediatrics and maintains a clinical practice in hospital medicine. Uh, Fee has been actively involved in operations and process development of CDI programs nationwide, including ground-level training of physician advisors, coders, and CDI specialists. He is a frequent speaker at professional conferences across the country, has authored several articles for many publications, including a few by us here at Actus. Um, Dr. Fee is a past Actus advisory board member, and he will be speaking on today's topic at our 12th annual conference in May, and I'm very pleased to have him on the show to uh, share that with us today. So thanks, Dr. Fee. Good morning, it's always a pleasure. All right. All right, we're gonna start with a uh, poll question related to today's topic. I'm gonna go ahead and uh, get that started here if I can. Technical difficulties as usual. Here we go, all right. So the question reads, do you believe that CDI impacts patient care? Your options are, yes, CDI is integral to patient care. Uh, yes, although it's more of a positive side effect of CDI reviews. Uh, yes, in occasional or rare circumstances, CDI can have an impact on patient care. Uh, no, it's unrelated to patient care, or maybe don't know. Again, um, do you believe that CDI impacts patient care? Your options are yes, it's integral. Yes, as a positive side effect of CDI reviews. Uh, yes, in occasional or rare circumstances. No, unrelated to patient care, the profession in general, or don't know. All right, we've got probably 80% of our audience that have voted, so I'm gonna go ahead, give it one more minute here, and then we'll close that out and we'll, we will come back to these uh, results after our interview with Dr. Fee. 
All right. As I mentioned, our guest today is Dr. James Fee. Dr. Fee, I want to welcome you to the program, and, and thanks again for coming on Actus Radio again. I think it was about a year ago we had you on. You were talking before the show. Um, glad to have you back. So uh, for our listeners, again, this is the first of several upcoming programs we're planning to host here on Actus Radio, previewing sessions at our 12th annual conference, which will be held uh, May 20 to 23rd at the Gaylord Palms in, in uh, Kissimmee, Florida. Very, I hope you guys are looking forward to the conference as much as I am. But let's jump right into the question of today, which is, can CDI improve patient care? And if so, how? I'll just turn that right over to you, Dr. Fee, to talk about this. Sure, and, and thank you, Brian and Laurie, once again. Uh, I, I think I think it's, it's a great question, and it's, it's really a high-level question that um, as CDI professionals and CDI industry, we should always keep in mind because really we as an industry, we as professionals are, are really part of a, a very large movement that's going on that we're all exposed to and seeing the, the news every day. And that's a transformation of those, the, the, one of the most critical aspects that impacts our lives. And that's not only our health care, but everyone's health care. And so, um, how, how does it impact patient care? I, I think with, with, which I would encourage everyone to, to come to the, the session I have because we don't have all the time for, to show the specific examples. But really, we are critical in translating the care that is being provided in such a way that the clinical information and the clinical informatics is, can be used uh, to improve care delivery, um, can, can achieve the triple aim that we're headed to with healthcare transformation, which is better care, better uh, 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 person-centered care, reliable, accessible care, safe care, healthier pe people, healthier populations, and smarter spending, which is the, the goal of the, the triple aim that we see in the national quality strategy. So, and, and I, I'll give you, we're going to talk a little later in the show, but I'll give you some specific examples from, from each of those aspects, and it's certainly uh, much deeper in, in the session at the conference, but you know whether it's defining um, the quality of care uh, for clinical processes with the DBTs, um, with uh, improvement in mortality, and even at a higher level, at a population level, because that's where we're heading in, in healthcare transformation, is identifying um, barriers and social, social determinants of health that will impact our, our, our uh, care delivery. Going, um, you will lose sight of how you, how you get there. And so a lot of times we get we get focused on the chart review, but our but we need to keep in mind what what beyond a financial impact that's having not only for our institution but also for our, our health care of our entire population. That's great. That's an awesome message because we, we are we have a we're having a lot of conversations about that actually, Dr. Fee behind the scenes with the advisory board about the purpose of CDI and its relationship to reimbursement, which is a real thing. 
but there are other impacts and um, you've articulated well one of them here so thank you yeah Brian you were just you just said exactly what I was thinking. Um, you know, I, th I think this is a perspective, the, the big picture perspective, maybe perhaps that we don't always think of. And, um, you know, it, it gets to the heart of what the profession is all about. Um, most of us went into this profession or went into our careers thinking about the patients. Um, and, you know, I hear a lot of people say, well, I've gone to the dark side. I'm looking at reimbursement and the coded data and, and my organization's financial health and feel like they're being removed from that goal of, of that patient care. What are your thoughts on the nature of CDI work and how it does impact um, the patient? Certainly. And, and so, so much more detail again in the session, but, but uh, there's both a, a local perspective, and when I say local, I mean at the hospital or organization health system level, as well as a, a state, region, and national perspective. So at, at the local level, obviously what we historically have, have focused on, which is very critical in this, is diagnosis specificity. What, what will that do? Obviously, um, and, I, and, I, and another thing to keep in mind at this session that I'll talk about is it's really conversational. It's, it's stories that we experience every day that we, you know, know how we're improving improving care, but we we're, we're sometimes get focused in, in the, the details. So it's a lot of sharing. But by diagnosis specificity, you know, we have in many situations have identified through a constellation of clinical indicators a diagnosis that may have not been particularly apparent to a provider. What that has done would it would identify, you know, the appropriateness of, of, of care for that patient, um, a, a change in the the clinical approach. Um, and then also through the diagnosis specificity, we're able to focus on a reduction in clinical variation, therefore improvement of cost. And then importantly, what does that diagnosis bubble up, through, bubble up to at the institutional level is as institutions are entering into risk-based uh, contracts, looking at ACOs, et cetera, where populations are being managed with, with, as we know in healthcare, limited and finite resources, the diagnosis specificity is identifying high-risk populations so that we can um, allocate certain resources um, for patient populations. And to give you an example of that, is in the in the diabetes population, there's a significant prevalence of associated depression and anxiety. Uh, one of the barriers uh, for uh, attendance rates for for care, especially in the outpatient setting is the association of these conditions. So by, by, uh, uh, by identifying both the diabetes, the depression, and anxiety of the patient populations, we can then address barriers uh, for those patients uh, achieving care. So, so that's, you know, at a local level. And then also, more importantly, as we, we will talk about uh, with quality, is process refinement. Um, with identification, with the correct uh, identification of, of diagnoses, whether it's present or admission, the diagnoses uh, with regard to accuracy can lead to improvements in care design and delivery. Now, now for example, uh, a story I'll share um, in the session is with uh, PSI 12, with DVT and, and PEs, by, by correctly identifying 
these conditions, um, this can lead to changes in clinical process of care with anticoagulation prophylaxis education and standardized use. Who, who, who uh, should be receiving it? What are those missed patients? What is the dosing schedule? What is the perioperative management of anticoagulation, as well as sequ uh, sequential compression device use? So with this, we have a story with appropriate uh, identification and clarification of these diagnoses. There was a 21% decrease in PSI-12 events over three years, and in fact, a 15% decrease in all hospital-acquired DVTs and PEs at this one institution. So you can see that it, it may begin on a small scale with accurately defining what is a DVT or what is a PE, was it present on admission, which we are all very keen to do. But how does that, in turn, lead to the triple aim of, of healthcare? And I think we play a very critical role in, 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 in informatics uh, for our patient population. Yeah, thank you. Um, that's um, it's a very different view of what we're doing. And I, I think you're right. You're looking at that big picture versus that one record review. I think it gives us a um, a deeper focus or value in what we're contributing. Yeah, absolutely. You know, Dr. Fee, you've laid out a couple really good examples for us already. You mentioned diabetes earlier. You just talked about um, CDI reviews of PSI-12 um, and some of the positive ways. Are, are there any others you plan to maybe talk about at the at the conference? You know, I'm I'm going off script a little bit here, but I'm I'm also I'm I'm always interested in what happens if uh, if you have any uh, past experience with folks that you know maybe a CDI specialist that has seen an actual quality of care issue while doing their chart review and sort of how they might resolve that type of situation. Right, and and me me personally, I mean, I'm, and this is the the really the 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 goal of the conference session is inspirational and and sharing uh, really so that we uh, you know we can get bogged down in a lot of the, the detail of the, the day in and the day out of our 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 job, but if we keep keep the big picture, how we're contributing, how are we part of something big. It, it, it aligns that. So, uh, me particularly, you know, I, 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 uh, excuse me, I have uh, talked with anecdotally with folks who've had experiences uh, that, you know, as I said before, that a diagnosis was suggested sort of by clinical indicators. Um, you know, you know, we see one of the big ones we always talk about is, is sepsis, right? So, if we're reviewing, looking at clinical indicators, does they have sepsis? You know, is the provider recognizing that and bringing that condition to the forefront? We would hope, and in some situations, it may not be. So, we work as collaboratively as a team to to improve the care of the patient. You know, other other very important examples of how what we do would drive uh, impact is, is, is a very good example, especially with the expansion of technology, is looking at patients, you know, vascular disease is a very, very prevalent condition, and, and four to 9% of the time, asymptomatic in patients over the age of 60 with associated comorbidities. By looking at um, radiology reports or by looking at um, things, uh, that is, we, we see clarification on 
aortic ectasias, you know, that, that would impact your, your HCCs, obviously. But more importantly, identifying those patients at risk for an abdominal aortic aneurysm through identification of ectasias can certainly lead to interventions earlier on to improve their care and their outcome that may have not been done if we did not seek clarification on those conditions. So, and, you know, for example, in, in one, one situation I'll, I'll share, um, radiology reports were looked at to identify these potential aortic aneurysm patients, and, and they were categorized by risk with the protocol. And those at a higher risk based on diameters were sent to vascular surgery. The others had proactive outreach by their primary care physician. Um, and, and, and high percentage of potentially misdiagnoses were, were captured, and these patients uh, were prevented from having um, uh, devastating results of a, of, a, of a rupture. So that's just another example of how things that there's so much data out there, there's so much volume, you know, there's so much noise as we as we do in, in CDI, we hope to draw some signal out of that to really not only impact specificity, um, which drives the financial quality, um, and, and, and most importantly, the patient care. So that's just another example. I have, I have a plethora of examples for the session, um, and yeah. then certainly um, I'll, I'll, the audience will also um, hopefully participate and share some examples as well. Yeah, it sounds like an awesome session. I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. And I have, for the listeners, I have seen an advanced preview of the slides. It's one of the many privileges I enjoy as ACTUS directors. So there's some great information that he's going to be sharing, um, some great examples as well. Any, any wrap-up questions or thoughts, Laurie, for you? No, I'm just uh, hoping that I'm not speaking at the same time he is, because one, I want to hear him, and two, I don't want to compete with him. So um, I don't want to be speaking to an empty room because everybody's with James Fee in the room next door. So, But I, I am excited um, to, to hear what you have to say, because I think it fits with the, the bigger picture of, of what CDI is and how we can impact. Right. So thank you. Yeah, just to wrap up here, um, these weren't questions, but there were some nice comments that came in during the show. I'll just summarize a couple of them. Uh, Sarah has says, as a CDS at our organization, if we find something that is out of the ordinary, that's a quality concern, then the records referred to the quality nurses to follow up on. And then, uh, if I'm pronouncing this right, Jitka says an example of impact is helping providers find pertinent information in a huge convoluted EMR especially when the important clues are hidden in some notes that are not uh, trending with vitals or physical assessment findings. So that's another one, just, just helping them navigate through that, that huge volume of information you just referred to, Dr. Fee, is uh, very valuable as well. Definitely. And, and right. just to add to that, and, 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 and I think, and as you said, uh, not not a lot have been spoken about this at, at previous conferences, and and I, I I think we all have the stories, and I, and I want this session to be about us as a profession because we all have these stories, but sometimes we 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 get caught up in the details of what we do day in day out and how what we're doing relating to the big picture, and just right. as a just as a little intriguing. Um, um, motivation to come to come chat uh, in this conversation we'll have is that 
I, I am throwing out there an evolving definition of the CEI profession. You know, it, it, you may say it's the potentially the a little bit of the crystal ball, but I think our profession evolves every day, every month, every year. And I think as we embrace technology, embrace big data, our role as CDI professionals um, is, is going to evolve. And so I'm going to throw a little idea out there for everybody in the audience. Wow. Thanks. Thanks. Well, we're, we're all very intrigued. So that's awesome stuff, Dr. Fee. Appreciate it. Uh, we'll see you in May. All right. Before we let you go, though, we, we do get to finish up the rest of the show here. And I do want to go back to our poll results. So, again, we asked our listeners, um, do you believe that CDI impacts patient care? So here's our results. 34% said yes, CDI is integral to patient care. 50%, uh, that's our largest bucket, said yes, this is a positive side effect of CDI reviews. 13% recognize that CDI can impact patient care, but only in occasional or rare circumstances. 3% uh, minorities say it's unrelated to patient care. And uh, we don't have we don't have any don't knows, so every, everybody weighed in on this. <laughs> um, what do you guys think? Any any maybe start with you, Doctor Fee. Any thoughts on our poll results? I, I think I think this is exactly what um, I, I was kind of alluding to and speaking to is that um, we the majority, so it's eighty eighty four percent, whether it's integral how we define that or a positive side effect very closely related 84% of the callers feel that our role our day-to-day -day role has an impact on patient care and our transformation of healthcare so i think that it's very important and and again the the purpose of that this session is really to let us you know make sure we see the horizon the vision you know reinvigorate us as a as a big movement and i think it's it's reflective here so i'm i think this is very good all right. How about you, Laurie? Any thoughts there? Well, you know, it's interesting that 50% of the people see it as a positive side effect, meaning it's not an intentional piece of why we're doing what we're doing. And in listening to Dr. Fee speak and talking about the future and the transformation of CDI, you know, you see in the future that it's not a side effect, but it's our purpose. Um, so it'll be interesting to, to listen to what he has to say and also see what CDI is doing five, ten years from now and, and what contributions it's being recognized for. Right. Agreed. All right. Well, let's go over to our In the News segment. Again, In the News is a regular segment featuring the latest news and industry updates relevant to the CDI profession. Speaking, of course, of whether CDI professionals can impact patient care, today I want to discuss this recent news story. You should be seeing that on your screen. It's from Kaiser Health News on a payment penalty assessed against 800 hospitals nationwide by Medicare as a result of those hospitals' performance in the hack reduction program. So you can read the full article here. I, as I always do, I will share the links to these articles um, in the show notes of the program. But let me just uh, scroll down a bit again. This is from Kaiser Health, Kaiser Health News uh, from the article, 800 hospitals will be paid less by Medicare this year because of high rates of infections and patient injuries, federal, federal records show. Uh, the number is the highest since the federal government five years ago launched the hack reduction program created by the Affordable Care Act. 
Under the program, um, over 1,700 hospitals have been penalized at least once, according to some analysis by Kaiser Health News. Uh, this year, we have 110 hospitals being punished for the fifth straight time. Um, this is quite a competitive program. You know, the, these, the penalties sort of pit hospitals, nicely described here by Kaiser Health, against one another in a race to prevent the most infections, blood clots, cases of sepsis, bed sores, hip fractures, and other complications. And the way it works is that each year, the quarter of general hospitals with the highest rates are punished, um, even if their records have improved from the prior year. So under this latest round of sanctions, each hospital that is being penalized will lose 1% of its Medicare payments for patients discharged between last October and this September. And that comes on, other, on top of other penalties created by the healthcare law, such as annual payment reductions for hospitals with too many patients being readmitted, so the readmission reduction program. Um, this program is a little controversial. Uh, for example, the American Hospital Association calculated that um, only about 41% of the 768 hospitals penalized in 2017 had hack scores that were statistically significantly higher than hospitals not being penalized. Uh, others have said it's arbitrary. And again, we did mention that even improvement, even if you improve from the prior year, but you're still in that penalty bucket, you're still going to be penalized. Um, so. You know, it's, a, it's an unfortunate situation for these hospitals that are hit. 1% might not sound a lot, but, um, you know, it, it, that, that adds up very quickly, yeah. Um, and just wondering if you guys had any thoughts on the article. Again, maybe we could start with, with Dr. Fee here. Um, it does point to the very close ties between quality of care and payment, and this, uh, I know, is an avenue where CDI can and has made an impact on, on organizations' um, scores and their public profiles. Yeah, you know, I think I think my my comment uh, to this is is what a lot of people as you've suggested is it's a little controversial meaning the fact that uh there are a lot of uh issues with the program. Now, now with that being said, it is an initial measurement of quality, right? And so it, the programs will evolve and it in in some of the issues with the program uh, is just because of how it's being applied, right? But at the end of the day, um, when it comes down to our role and, and related to what we were previously talking about, is we are we play a very important role in the translation of care delivery into the mechanism for which this is being uh, monitored and, and 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 regulated and reviewed, right? It's the data, right? We're, we're informatics, the clinical informatics here. And so ultimately, not only by identifying this problem, if there is, making sure the, the population is actually being, accurately being represented, and if there is an issue that's being identified, we, we have bubbled that up so that clinical processes can be changed. So, I, you know, I guess look at this glass half empty versus glass half full is, you know, um, those, those programs that are, are outside of the issues with the, the program, the measurement program itself, the, those programs that are getting penalties, you know, is it a data issue? Is it a clinical process issue? So I think it's, it's a, it is got a financial weight, but it also uh, ultimately uh, takes an introspective look at a program, uh, organization's processes, so. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Any thoughts on that, Laurie? 
Oh, I completely agree with what, what Dr. Fee just said. You know, I think glass half full when I look at it is the fact that I think these types of measures are forcing organizations to look at their patient care processes. So, you know, number one, fix the documentation and make sure you're capturing these complications accurately. Um, but also looking at the processes that you provide in patient care to make sure that you're not allowing these complications to happen um, unknowingly. So I think that's the, the glass half full. Glass half empty, I look at it and say, we're still trying to figure out how to measure quality of care. Um, at least we're trying and um, hopefully in the future, these measures can be better perfected so that we are actually addressing quality of care issues because um, I think sometimes hospitals that are getting punished are actually doing quite well in these areas and perhaps the data is not being interpreted as it should be or applied correctly to the measures. So we're in the process of learning mm -hmm. as is CMS. Right, we're getting some good comments on the, on the news story here too, so someone mentioning that. The data is old and they use Vizient and they, that's that's their metric for measure. But um recommend check out the story. It does I, I noticed too it has a link here. You can actually see the performance of your own hospital. Um, look it up if it is being penalized. So again, I will include the link to that uh, in the show notes. Let's wrap up quickly here with a um, Actus update. Actus updates are regular feature bringing you the latest updates and what's going on inside of Actus. Today, I want to let our listeners know for our Actus members, uh, you can now access the new CDI journal, which has been published. That is located here. I'm hovering over our publications tab. You go to publications and then CDI journal. You will find the March, April edition, the entire um, issue for download. Um, this is focusing on some of the new technologies in CDI and the way it's changing the profession. It also has our new guidelines for achieving a compliant query practice in total. Um, so check out the March, April edition of the CEI Journal. Um, I also want to remind our listeners, speaking of conferences and conference season, we are getting ready for our big May program with Dr. Fee and many, many other speakers. However, we were already opening up um, applications to speak at our second live event that we offer through Actus, which is our Actus Outpatient CDI Symposium. This is our third symposium. It will be running in November at an awesome location at the Hyatt Regency in Austin, Texas. So if you'd like to speak at our Actus Outpatient CDI Symposium, we are accepting applications, accepted speakers, um, get free registration to the conference. Uh, we're also accepting uh, poster presenters as well as speakers in a lightning round session where you're paired up with, I think, four or five others for a quick 10 to 10 minute um, ideas exchanged in a, in a round robin session for our audience. So if you'd like to apply, this is, again, the place to go. It's right here on the Actus website. I will provide the link for those that are uh, listening to the program and, and are checking out the archives. All right. Well, that will do it for today's edition of Actus Radio. We'll, of course, see you back here again in two weeks with our next program leading up to our conference. This is How to Round with Providers. Um, hope you can make it back here in two weeks for another exciting show. As I always end with, if you have any suggestions for future guests, ideas about the format of the show, 
uh, please send me an email. You can get me at bmurphy at actus.org. Thanks again, Dr. Fee, for coming on. Great, great job today, and we'll see you in May. Uh, as for everybody else, we'll see you back here in two weeks. Take care, everyone. Thank you. Looking forward to it. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.